Tonight, have new regulations ruined F1? Football is back and golfers are still frustrated. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to MVN. I'm your host, Mike Dynan, and now for an update on the atmosphere. Courtney, what's the weather looking like out there? Eh, it's pretty good. Super informative as per usual. Thank you, C. Smith. Moving along to sports now, we have our F1 enthusiast on hold, Maliki. How are you doing? How's it, Mike? Yeah, doing good. And thanks for inviting me onto this podcast. That's wonderful to hear. There's been some big changes in the world of F1 recently. The FIA has introduced expenditure caps, wind tunnel tests are now apportioned for your constructor cup position, and the teams are required to share the plans for certain parts of their cars. What implications will this have for F1 as we know it? I believe that the new rules and regulations will allow more teams on the F1 grid to get points and gain podium finishes. It will also bring driver's skill to the forefront of Formula 1 and I believe that will also close the gap between the top teams and the lower teams. There's also been some activity in the driver's market. Vettel was out of a seat, Carlos Sainz is now in Scuderia Ferrari and Ricardo left Renault to replace Sainz at McLaren. Do you think Ferrari has made the right choice by signing Sainz who has yet to win a Grand Prix over Ricardo who is a proven race winner? In terms of driving capability, I definitely think that Ferrari made the wrong decision as Daniel Ricciardo is a proven race winner, whereas Carlos Sainz has only podium once. But in terms of consistency, Carlos Sainz is a much more consistent driver than Daniel Ricciardo, which could be one of the reasons why Ferrari picked him. Thanks, Mali. That's all we have for the F1 scene. Football is back. The Prem returns on the 17th. The Bundesliga got a head start on everyone, while other countries cancelled their seasons completely. The Premier League is going on over the summer break now, and we have FA Cup fixtures seven days before the start of the 2020-2021 season. We head over to Matt Ginsburg to get his take on this. Guinea! Hi Tigers, so the Bundesliga has been back for quite a while now, but it seems like Bayern are going to steamroll the league again, especially after beating Dortmund on Tuesday night with Kimmich grabbing the winner. So, more news in the Prem, which is a lot more interesting, given that it's going to start again on the 17th of June. It, we've been told that some games are probably going to be played behind closed doors, especially those involving Liverpool, given that they're very worried that Liverpool fans will camp outside Anfield, especially on the day that they win the title. And due to the implications of that, they'll probably play at a neutral venue outside of Merseyside. But the good news is that zero out of 1,130 COVID tests came back positive in the most recent round. So it seems like footy is going to go ahead. And for all the Arsenal fans, the FA Cup is starting on the 27th of June, which also could be massive and it could give some clubs much needed silverware. Uh, La Liga gets back underway on the 11th of June, which is also nice. So we'll get to see a bit of Messi. The Champions League and the Europa League have not necessarily been given any dates, but you would imagine that those will go ahead. So the interesting one as well is the championship, given that promotion pretty much brings a club between 120 and 170 million um, pounds 
you'd imagine that any club with the sniff of getting promoted isn't going to want the league voided. It's been told that the league would be voided on points per game. And as Leeds fans are saying, points per game, who gives it? Mm, we're super Leeds and we're going up. So that's a pretty nice one. But it looks like that will go ahead as well. Moving off the football field and into the business side of it, Newcastle's takeover has been given the go-ahead. The new owner has a net worth of over 10 times of Man City's and we saw what oil money did for them. What do you think is going to happen to the team which is only 8 points clear of relegation now? The Newcastle takeover is actually quite interesting given that it hasn't gone through yet but it's supposedly been on the brink for the last couple of weeks and for Newcastle fans you'd probably wonder as to how this is all going to end up given that they are literally linked with the takeover just about every single summer and for the last you know 15 to 20 years it has been the disappointment of the fact that it's ended with Ashley still in charge of the club and it's ended off with you know the club not spending a lot of money or certainly that needed to push into you know the top eight of the Premier League. So with the takeover you'd hope that this time it would go through especially if you are a Newcastle fan and also I just think for the Premier League in general you know it would bring back a very passionate club to the top of their game and get back to where they were in the mid-90s under Kevin Keegan. What would the takeover bring? I'd say you're probably looking at a new manager. Steve Bruce has done some decent stuff, but he's mostly, you know, a bottom-end Premier League or top-end championship manager. His his promotion record from the championship is very sound. His ability to keep teams in the Premier League is quite good. He did it at Wigan. Um, I think he did it at Hull City as well. So now it's pretty much all about who they, they'd look to push on and... The rumours are Pochettino or Benitez. I think it would be a great a great club for Pochettino to go, um, to go to. I think that he's still a young manager. He's learnt a lot at Spurs, and I think given the right checkbook, he really could do an absolutely great job at Newcastle. Otherwise, Benitez is a fan favourite, and I think it would be nice to see him in that Newcastle role with the money which he never really got, and he did so well keeping them in the Premier League with you know, a a very much below standard squad. Thanks, Guinea. We move away from the world of football and into the gentleman's game of golf. The world of golf in American football collides as Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning gave the golfing world a small fix for their addiction by airing a live four-ball match. All players being mic'd up made it extra entertaining. We head over to our very own golfing gentleman, Tim. This four ball was played in a country with over a third of the active corona cases in the world. I'm sure this has frustrated SA golfers even more as the game of golf is arguably the easiest sport to practice social distancing in. What's your take on the situation? Hi Mike, it's awesome to be on the show. It's the highlight of my professional career thus far. I'm certainly not a golf pro, but I guess per round I do play way more golf than the pros, which kind of makes me an expert. And yeah, it was awesome to watch Tiger Phil. Tom and Payton play. It was sport, it was comedy, it was just pure entertainment and they looked like they were having such fun. Made a great change from watching Bundesliga and playing online chess. It did hurt though and it it sucks that we can't be back on the course sooner. That being said, there's obviously more to this issue. Activities like golf, surfing, paragliding, just to name a couple, um, they're perfectly fine for social distancing but they also happen to be luxuries reserved mainly for privileged South Africans 
so it's tough to require social distancing from those less fortunate while kicking it back at Arabella. But um, I'm a golf correspondent, not a socio-political analyst, so I'll leave it at that. But I'll just say for now, I guess chess and Bundesliga will do until we can be back hitting bombs on the course. Thank you, Tim. That's all we have for today. I've been your host, Mike Dynan, signing off for now. Stay safe out there, kids.